Welcome to another episode of the All of Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Claiborne, and today we have Jason Dunn with us. How are we doing, Jason? Doing really great. Glad to be here. Glad to talk with you. I, I knew you would be. So we brought you on for a variety of reasons. I'm going to list them right now, just in order. The first reason is this is our 200th episode, and you have not been a solo guest on a podcast, so this seemed like the time to do it. Awesome. I can't wait. This is quite an honor. I'm glad I am the 200th. The 200th, yeah. <clears throat> it's a special day. Um, the other reason, which is probably more germane to what we're going to talk about, is that Damien announced yesterday that we we're holding a congregational vote on your behalf, I guess we would say, or for you this yeah. coming Sunday. It uh, would be the only agenda item in the congregational meeting, which would be a vote related to my call as associate pastor here at New City. That's right. So that that's really why we're here today. We're not here to reminisce about previous All of Life episodes. We're here to talk about this upcoming, not the vote per se, but some of your journey to get to this point, some of what the road ahead looks like. So let's let's look back a little bit. So back in, I want to say it was November, well, you started November 22? Yeah, right? November 22, that's right. In the middle of the month, pretty much closer to December, but yeah, yeah. I started then. And then we did like little little intro podcast with a whole bunch of us that staff started full-time then. So people can, we can throw that in the show notes and people can go back and listen to that if they want to. But since that point in time, just give us a little bit of a rundown on what you've been involved in, what you've been doing here at New City. Uh, we can talk about the ins and the outs of the ordination process. I'm sure everyone wants to know all those yeah. nitty gritty details. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, since, since I started here over a little bit over a year ago now, maybe a year and four months is, uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of different things. One, as I discussed in the previous episode, uh, I have three big buckets underneath kind of my responsibility. And one of them is over our children and young, not young adult, but uh, student ministry mm-hmm. here at New City. And so I've been doing a lot of uh, leaning in there. We've hired some uh, interns, uh, ministry interns, a couple of them are pastoral interns from RTS. Another one is a UCF college student, and uh, they've been helping out in different ways, both with city kids, but also with our student ministry. So that's been a big bucket of focus for me, and uh, we are currently still looking for a city kids director. Oh, that's a good plug, right? Yeah, that's a good plug right now. Uh, Katie Anderson has stepped away, and she did a great job. Mm -hmm. but we uh, need somebody to fill her shoes still. So if you know of anybody out there, it's a tall, it's a tall task. You it know? is a tall task. We have lots of kids, you know, over 120 kids every Sunday. Mm. And uh, not only the kids we're relating to the parents, we're trying to partner with our parents in that ministry. And so there's just a lot of work there, a lot of good work uh, yeah. for the church to, to very important work, right? Yes. Very yeah. important work. The second big bucket for me has been working with Sarah over the last year, just kind of refining our shepherding process. And um, some words we use somewhere around that is restorative discipleship. And just the way we want to equip our people uh, to care for others. We did a soul care learning communi- uh, community in, I think, in 23, right? Was that yeah. 23? Yeah, it was about this time last year. Yeah, this right time now. last year. And uh, part of that was one of the quotes that Ben had said there, and Sarah helped lead that, was uh, we want to have the ears of God so we can speak the words of God. Mm. I think that was Bonhoeffer. And <clears throat> so that's been a big focus for me and Sarah, kind of working through the way we want to equip our people, uh, the way we want to resource our people, and the way we want to just sit with our people who are experiencing some sin, sorrow, and suffering. So that's been a big bucket. The last bucket that I've been working through, and not as much focus has been, but I this is we can turn to this maybe about 
my hopes and future in a, in a couple minutes here. It's a good pivot. It's a good pivot. Is the Kingdom Partnerships and the way that New City thinks about and longs to uh, not only be here in existence for our own members and their equipping uh, to fulfill the law of Christ, as I said uh, in my previous little podcast with Damien, but also for our members to be sent into the world to be laborers uh, among those who are in the harvest and so in their vocational callings, whatever that might be. So that kingdom partnership plays alongside of that because we have different ways that we partner in, in both with our neighbors here in the city, but also in the nations. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's helpful at the end there. I, I think when people hear kingdom partnerships, it's not just missions, but it, it's tied in with missions. It's more than that. I think that's our, it's a missional impulse. Yeah. We say our mission here at New City is to call, form, and send disciple makers. So we lean real heavy into Ephesians 4, where the pastoral team, the staff of the church, lean in to equip our saints for the work of ministry. And part of that is sending uh, our members and family of Christ into their workplaces, into their families, and into the world. And right, into the world maybe is the uh, traditional way you could say missions with an S is, but all mm. of it's a part of the Missio Dei, the mission of God to be sent. Uh, you know, we gather together so that we can be scattered out there. Yeah. As our signs say, as you're, as you're leaving on Sunday morning, now you are sent. Or, I mean, we say it in the benediction as well, but it's yeah. a, you live on mission. It's not just a compartmentalized thing that happens over the summer for a week in some, uh, some traditions, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you've got, you outlined your three big buckets. People can, I mean, they, they've probably, if, if they have kids, they've experienced some of that with mm-hmm. city kids, G45 student community. That's been completely reformed, re re not rebranded, but, um, you know, I was, I did student ministry here for a while and it's totally different now than it was when I was involved. I just, you've just done a lot of good work there. Yeah. I appreciate uh, that. And, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say part of it. Yeah, you're uh, trying to find a word to to talk about it. In some ways, we have completely changed the view. Uh, in, in other ways, I think what you did in student ministry is still in alignment with what we're doing. Is trying to use the language before our mission statement was called for and disciple makers was to make whole life disciples, and mm-hmm. that's what we've been doing. The big advantage now, I think, for us, whereas maybe you didn't have quite this level of uh, support, but we're pulling in. We have another like 25, 22, 20, 22 to 25 um parents, but also young adults who are kind of leaning in, helping us to work through both what it looks like in our community space as student community, but also in our circle space and living living that out in alignment with the larger church's vision. Yeah. Well, and that was, circles were even before my time. I think it was, yeah. they, they were getting developed while I was still involved and then stepped out. And then it, it's it's kind of remarkable if you think about it, that we've formed student community into circles. Like, I'm sure that was a huge project to actually get off the ground, get all of those other adult leaders involved, get them all synced up and on the same page with that. But now it's almost more of a, there, there was a small team that was leading student community. Now there's like a family type team because there's so many more people involved. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, you're right. It is, it was a lot of work and it still continues to be. And we're still trying to, you know, always reforming, always learning, trying mm-hmm. to make that space better for both uh, in terms of making whole life disciples or disciple makers among our students, but also equipping parents to disciple their children. 
Yeah. Well, and it's all in alignment too with everything going on with City Kids as well, where you, know, you look at how big City Kids is and you think, well, you know, student community is just going to keep growing and exactly. growing and growing. Yeah, so we exactly. got to be ready for it. Exactly. The, uh, the second bucket you mentioned, I know we did a podcast with Sarah probably at the end of last year, maybe that people can go back and listen and find the resource page in the app to kind of see some of the things that have been built out there. Um, so I figured today, maybe the, the thing that we could talk about now is more about this vision you have for kingdom partnerships and just sort of looking ahead. We're, we're assuming everything's going to go well on Sunday. Yeah. You're gonna get voted in and then we're going to have an installation ceremony and then Great. You're yeah. going to keep doing the same things you've been doing, but yeah. in a more official capacity. To speak to that, just so everybody's kind of aware of the process, and maybe, you know, some people, I don't think I'm known by everybody. I'm not the main communicator uh, on our staff. Uh, it's obviously both uh, Damien, but also Ben. But my, you know, my tenure, I've been here at New City since 2009, mm-hmm. and that's back when uh, we were planted. Uh, Damien, and our staff, we use this language that our church has been planted uh, and then... Uh, rooted. Rooted. Planted, right, then rooted, you. yeah. And then now we're reproducing. So planted, rooted, and reproducing. And um, so I've been around for all of those phases, and I'm super excited. We can we can talk about what you just mentioned in the future phase. But just in terms of the history that I have here with this church, it's been amazing to kind of myself be formed and transformed into the image of um, the glory of, of God into Christ His as I behold and uh, view him, it's been a remarkable journey for me as a single guy and then getting married and now having a family. Um, I think in 2016, I became an elder here at this church, so that was part of the process for me. I graduated from seminary in 2010, and I completed an internship with uh, Central Florida Presbyterian here at this church. And then I've been in the season of needing a call, and that's part of what we're coming to vote together on uh, February 25th next next week, or is that next week? Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's been a, just a long process for me, graduating with a Master's of Divinity and then working outside. I worked in ministry at the EPC for the last eight years before coming here. And uh, as I said, I was a ruling elder uh, concurrent with that work at the EPC. But I'm super excited. Just real quick, for those of you who want to understand the nuances of what it takes to kind of become ordained in our Central Florida Presbytery, it's a long process, maybe five or six different steps, but part of it was submitting a lot of written papers, mm-hmm. uh, su- submitting questionnaires. My wife submitted a questionnaire and also uh, spoke to and a testament to my character. I had about 30 hours of written exams, and then I sat before a, uh, a board of, of uh, teaching elders and ruling elders for about five hours where they drilled me with questions, and then I eventually uh, got invited to come to the floor of Presbytery, which is about 100 pastors here in Central Florida, who get to ask you questions for about uh, 10 10 to 20 minutes. But that was the process, and that's what I sustained, and that's why we're kind of coming up to this congregational vote. Yeah, and you you started that not— not too long after you started working here, right? You kind of it, because there is so many steps and stages. You can't just oh, it's you know ninety days. We'll get it done. It's like it's, it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah, I actually took advantage. You're right. I did uh, have it in my mind as an objective or a quarterly goal to kind of work on that. 
I didn't really hit go until this last holiday season, and that's when I said I just got to get this done and uh, use some of my holiday time to actually study for those exams. So over the last four months, I would say, I really four or five months, I really pressed hard to get that done. Yeah, I was going to say, mo- most people don't realize that, uh, well, I could, most people probably don't care that we were office study buddies there for a while. Uh, you were working on ordination stuff. I was working on PhD stuff. We were sometimes the only people here on Fridays, mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, get our various things done, but also kind of encourage each other. And, yeah, it was really know. helpful, actually, to have to yeah. come into the office and still have someone here. Yeah, it's, it, it, it gets lonely when you're in study mode and nobody else is. But yeah. I was glad to share that with you and glad everything worked out with all the all the rites of passage that they have. And it is a very significant vetting process that we have in the PCA. You can't just sort of slide in. You know, it's there's the degree. You already had the degree, but then you still had to go through all of these other both personal and intellectual uh, and spiritual checkpoints before we could get to where we are right now. Yeah. And just one quick note on that in terms of the way I've, you know, some, some could say it's very cerebral or I don't know. uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but very intellectual. And, uh, but for me, it was that, but it's also, I, I got an opportunity just to see just the powerful, uh, ways that God works towards those he loves. And uh, for me, it was really an opportunity for me to be seen by him, uh, by our, our true and living God. And uh, his mercies were new each time I, I woke up to take a new exam. And uh, it was amazing to see how he, he was faithful to me in that mm. process. But Yeah, sustaining you along the way. Yeah, exactly. So now you want to pivot back to kind of where we're heading uh, so the last bucket that I haven't really got to work on as much is this area of kingdom partnerships. And primarily for me, some of our kingdom partnerships is really spelled out well with Crosstown and uh, the partnership there. And they're planting seeds of the gospel, trying to make an environment for uh, doing the same thing that we're trying to do in, in the, our local bodies to make whole life disciples or make disciple makers. Uh, part of that is through education. Part of that is living in the community and pressing in in so many different ways. So that's a beautiful partnership. I want to see that grown uh, in different ways uh, in this next year, uh, working with Eric and just uh, not having it as a sidecar thing, but actually having it as one of the mainstays of how we interact and are formed in our own congregation. That is also could be true of um, neighbors, is what I'm referring to with Crosstown, but also our nations. And New City doesn't have much of a global uh, vision right now. That's part of the reason why Damien hired me was to have more of a global vision. And I'm excited uh, to think through that, to pull that in. It's really not outside of our DNA. We we are a Great Commission church, I think, in so many different ways. We mm-hmm. we long to make call, form, send disciple makers, and part of that is uh, Christ's call to the ends of the earth. And so, how we, as a local expression in Orlando, uh, how are we going to be connected in the kingdom uh, partnerships through through the world? And something really. I have a strong heart for. I wake up every morning and think about these things. I, I joked in my last time when I preached about having all nations glasses and uh, you know obedience of faith for nations for the hat that I kind of look at the Bible through. And I want that kind of vision and passion mm. for our congregation. Yeah. And that is something that it's it's been in the background. And so you're bringing it into the foreground for us to get us thinking about these things more, get us energized about these things. Yeah. And I really like the language of kingdom partnerships because it, it, it's working together with other organizations. It's not just here's things we're throwing money at and hoping it succeeds. We're actually partnering with them. Yeah. 
Right, exactly right. So the way that we've partnered with Crosstown, we're looking to do the similar way in our global effort in terms of uh, the just the nations and what we what what and how we want to do that. As actually, I was reading in the McShane plan today in Luke chapter five. There's this great uh, interchange between Jesus and the and the disciples as he calls the disciples. I think it's Simon and maybe Andrew. They're out there fishing, uh, and they fished all night, but they didn't. They didn't catch anything. And Jesus comes up to him and says, "Put into the deep and let down your nets for a catch." And Simon Peter answered and said, "Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But here are like these amazing words." He says, "But at your word, I will let down the nets." And so there's this beautiful picture that uh, actually a an apostle. Uh, they call him the apostle to Islam, but he was a missionary, Samuel Zwamer, uh, at the turn of the 20th century. He worked in the, the Arab world, and uh, he actually gave this uh, speech at a convention where he pointed to this specific verse. And he said uh, that we, even though we toil in the Muslim world, and we toil for missions, for the obedience of faith from all nations, as Paul says in Romans, uh, there's not, sometimes there's just nothing to show for our work. But Peter says so accurately and so rightly here that at your word, I will put down the nets. Because Jesus says elsewhere that there are sheep that are not part of the fold yet that he wants to bring in. There are, uh, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And so there's this idea that, yes, sometimes our labors are toilsome. Our labors don't yield much fruit. But uh, Christ is commanding us to continue uh, to, at his word, to do what he, what he asks, is to make disciples of all nations. Yeah. Well, I can just imagine Peter in this situation, like literally where they're saying we toiled all night, like hours and hours and hours of unfruitful labor and toil. And Jesus wants them to throw their nets back in for, for a catch. It's like, this isn't going to work. But because of their faith and because of his command, they do it anyways. Yeah, and and what happened? Uh, they were able to, They are, it says here, let's see, they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them because, you know, the, the boats, uh, the, the nets were so full that it was sinking their boat and they needed others to come help them with that. And that's, that's the amazing thing. That's why I'm so excited about our kingdom partnerships, especially the global aspect, is that none other time in, in history have more people come to faith in the Muslim world. And I, I keep on referencing the Muslim world because that's an emphasis for me in terms of uh, justice issues, which is a value that I think we hold here at New City. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very little access, and there's a lot of Arabs in the world who need to hear the gospel. And so God is doing something there, and I can't wait for New City to kind of step in and be a, a larger part of that. Yeah. When it even just to tie it into what you were talking about with ordination and this passage and everything, it's if we're doing it in our own strength, doing it on our own, it's not going to work. But to see where God might be leading us to be involved, he is the one that's going to make the difference between whether it's unfruitful toil or bears much fruit for the kingdom. Right. Yeah, exactly right. So. It's it's exciting time for me to be a part of, uh, you know, as we said, planted, rooted, and now we're reproducing. reproducing yep. And how are we going to reproduce the DNA of uh, of the nations within our congregation? That's a that's a privilege. It's an honor. It's a gift 
for me to get to think through that and kind of explore that and uh, with the sessions aid and and even the members you know because we we are uh, our governance is such that we help voice the opinions and the desires of how our congregation wants to be led and of course in concert with uh, the triune god uh, to, to kind of lead out in that and to think through that and and can see us explore that yeah well, it's a lot of exciting things on the horizon, and you're sitting at the intersection of you know three really important works going on in our church with the the children, the youth ministry, the care communities, and even the kingdom partnerships, just the way those all kind of come together. It's very pivotal, and so it's a privilege and an honor to be able to call you to associate pastor and vote on that this coming Sunday. And so we're hoping all goes well with that, for, you know, not even really fingers crossed, because I think it's, you know... It's not a foregone conclusion, but it is kind of, you know. Yeah, I'm ready to see the, the Lord work in that. It'll be really, really fun this, this coming weekend to do that little quick meeting and have that vote. And then super excited about uh, my service in terms of installation. Yeah. And I think we're going to tie that with some vision casting also for our church. So it'd be a really good. It's going to be a big night. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, we'll have more information on that once. Uh probably next week, but not on this podcast, but people will hear from the stage. But Jason, it was a uh, pleasure to talk with you today and I enjoyed hearing a little bit more about your heart for what you're doing. Thanks, Nate. Really good to be here. I'm glad I'm the 200th uh, person on on, on the podcast. I know. I wanted you to have the honor. Thank you so much.